Our psalm this morning is Psalm 30 on page 374. I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 495. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 30, on page 374. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto him for a remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord, of thy goodness, hast made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto thee, O Lord, and get me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee, or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the second book of Kings. In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and have had done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out to the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days fifteen years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake, and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day? Then Isaiah said, This is a sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go backward ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, it is an easy thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees, but no, let the shadow go backward ten degrees. So Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward, by which it had gone down on the sundial of Ahaz. At that time Baradak Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he'd heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah was attentive to them, and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and gold, the spices and precious ointment, and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his donation that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say, and from where did they come to you? Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house, and what your fathers have accumulated until this day, shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, Will there not be peace and truth at least in my days? Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, all his might, and how he made a pool and a tunnel and brought water into the city, 
Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Hezekiah rested with his fathers. Then Manasseh, his son, reigned in this place. Here endeth the first lesson. You're muted, Deacon John. I got it. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the epistle to Philemon. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer, to the beloved Apia, Archippus, and our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God and <clears throat> making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by your brother. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet for love's sake, I rather uh, appeal to you, being such as one as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back. You therefore receive him, that is my own heart, whom I have wished to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing, that your good deed might not be of compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose, that you might receive him forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you count me as partner, receive him as you would me. But if he has wronged you or owes anything, put that on my account. I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I will repay, not to mention to you, 
that you owe me even your own self besides. Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. But meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers, I shall be granted to you. That profess my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus greets you, as do Mark, uh, a, a, I'm sorry, as do Mark, Aristocrus, Damas, Luke, my fellow laborers. The grace of the Lord Jesus, guess, uh, less, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities, and devoutly given to serve thee in good works, to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We're coming to the end of our history, as we've discussed this week of the Old Testament. Uh, next week is a Sunday before Advent, the lectionary resets, and the primary theme of morning prayer is um, Israel going into exile. Um, and we're not going to get all the way to the end of the story because Trinity is a little bit shorter this year, but we get an indication of it here with the Babylonian envoys. So the, the history of the Old Testament is the northern kingdom, which is which is was conquered by the Assyrians, uh, you know, a, a chapter or two ago um, in 722 BC. That's the historical date of that event. And then the southern kingdom of Judah with the capital at Jerusalem continues on for another 150 or so years, and it will be conquered by the Babylonians in 586 BC. Um, and we're going to see that um, though there's this respite with Hezekiah praised as a good and faithful king, his son Manasseh is going to be the most evil of all the southern kingdom kings. And each, each um, kingdom, the northern kingdom had Ahab, which sealed the fate, and the southern kingdom has Manasseh, who is, um, uh, uh, we'll read about uh, in, in tomorrow's lesson. But we, we want to get the, the, the sense of the overall point of this prophetic history, that God brought Israel out of Egypt, saved them, gave them the Torah, brought them to the promised land, and all, all we had to do was, you know, be faithful to the covenant and you would live long in the land and prosper. And what the, what the history of the Old Testament Israel shows is the inability of human beings to faithfully observe the Torah because of sin. And this is the primary point that comes into the New Testament uh, in St. Paul and the whole doctrine of justification by faith that Israel is not Israel is not a uniquely bad nation among all the nations of human history. It's a nation in which we see what human nature, human nature's inability to be faithful to God and to his teaching. And the result is exile from the land, which is symbolic exile of separation from God, which comes, which harkens back again to the garden where Adam and Eve were exiled from God's presence. And so the theme of exile and return you know, the, the idea of salvation is a return from the exile of sin, which removes us from God's presence, to come back in um, 
into God's presence. And that's the theme of the end of Trinity here is Israel going into exile and the hope that he will bring Israel back. And this, but this is the backdrop for the coming of Jesus, that Jesus is the one who fulfills God's promises by actually being faithful. And that's the, the whole of the New Testament doctrine of justification is rooted in the failure of Israel and then this, the, the faithfulness of Jesus on behalf of Israel to do that all Israel failed to do. And now everyone is justified, not by, you know, their personal ability to do this or that, but by their faith in Jesus. And we are baptized into him. And, and through the gift of the spirit, we begin to live in him. And, and so that's, that's the, the, the preeminent point. And it's interesting I, as, as a kind of illustration, uh, Philemon, the, the, um, the, the book to this, this, um, slave owner or the, the, the Onesimus who is, it's an interesting background story because somehow this Onesimus who has run away from his master and come to Paul in Rome, uh, you'd like to know a few more details of the backstory. And, and St. Paul has talked about begetting him, converting him in his bonds so that he is no longer a slave, but a brother. And this is a uniquely Christian perspective on how, um, you know, the value of all human beings being equal and that all who put their faith in Jesus Christ now are brothers in Christ and any worldly distinctions of slave and master, though, though there may be some hierarchical distinctions in living out of life no longer matter. All are, are one in the body of Christ. And what's, what's interesting is that, is that again, you see St. Paul is advocating for, um, understanding this world in terms of the kingdom. So he could say to, um, to Anisimus, okay, you're a Christian and, and your master was nasty. Don't go back. But St. Paul is going to honor, no, the, there's an obligation for this worker to go back to the, the person he had an obligation to and, honor the worldly channels as a witness to the gospel. But St. Paul will appeal very strongly to, uh, to Philemon to, um, you know, to receive and actually what St. Paul wants is Philemon to let Onesimus minister to him. But, but the point is that, and this is always the reason that whenever we're given the exhortation of honoring earthly arrangements, it's for the sake of witness to the kingdom. We, we bear witness because the, the earthly arrangements are all passing away. They're temporary. But as we follow Christ in the midst of them and are faithful in our various states to, to honor others and God, we bear witness to the presence of the kingdom. But just in conclusion, again, the Old Testament is concluding that, that as Romans says, all the sin that fall short of the glory of God, and they're meant to bring us uh, in that recognition of faith in Jesus who alone can save us. And it reminds us not always to come back to that in our faith, as Hezekiah did today, where he, is, he had to be humbled and reminded of his complete dependency on God, to remember that our religion is always a means of reminding ourselves that Jesus, the one who saves us, is always a means of staying connected to him and finding our help and our righteousness in him. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, 
We humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them, according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris, Ed, and Joel. Thank you, Bishop, for the meditation. Have a great Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Deacon Bob, I think Sir. I, I think I accidentally called you Deacon John. I apologize. No problem. No problem. <laughs> okay. Thank you for Have letting me know I was. It was good to know that I was muted, so I could unmute. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. All right. You too, my friend. Okay. Bye bye.